I get questions all the damn time on supplements, uh, but somebody asked specifically in the group, um, our Mind vs. Muscle team page, about supplements. Which ones are bullshit and which ones are actually worth spending your money on? Now, the funny thing about this is there aren't too many that are actually worth spending your money on, um, but there are some that actually can benefit your health significantly. So today I'm going to break down which ones are bullshit, which ones are worth spending money on, and exactly why. All right, let's kick this off with um, all the bullshit supplements because to be honest with you, there are (laughs) probably more bullshit supplements than there are good supplements. And the funny thing about the supplement industry is – it's, it's a multi-million dollar industry, if not billion dollar industry, but the thing is it, it, it's like a sexy thing, right? And we've gone through all these waves where for a long time, people when, – when steroids were first introduced into the fitness realm – People saw results go through the roof, and I think marketers and the media took a hold of this and utilized it for marketing purposes because people saw the results, athletes and bodybuilders, and people were getting from steroids, clenbuterol, all these illegal supplements that can essentially help you build more muscle, um, get shredded, and look completely different and perform completely different. And they would sponsor these athletes, put them in the magazine, and then you would find out that Ronnie Coleman was drinking – whey protein from XYZ and taking this specific test booster and all of a sudden everybody was buying these supplements because they believed that was the key to his results when in reality he was taking a whole ton of supplement or I mean steroids which has really fucked up his body now um but that's a completely different topic and at the end of the day like steroids are a personal choice and I believe if you want to make that personal choice you can do so but supplements are not the key to the results these people were getting and they're still not the key to these results. Now, there are some supplements that I really do believe in and I think everybody should take because at the end of the day, we can't get everything from nutrition easily. And I say easily because it is absolutely possible to take no supplements at all and get everything through nutrition, but the amount of grocery shopping you'll have to do, the amount of variety you'll need in your meal prepping, the amount of uh, specific ingredients you'll need to focus on within your meal strategy is is pretty difficult to accomplish strictly through nutrition. So I think supplements are a great way to do just that, supplement your nutrition. So we're going to go through the bullshit ones first. Number one on the list is going to be fat burners. Fat burners are just really not worth the money because they do not work. I mean, the ingredients inside fat burners um, sometimes will uh, result in fat loss. It's just that they are not in high enough dosages to really do much of a benefit whatsoever. In other words, the ingredients inside sub, uh, fat burner supplements can actually benefit you um, when you have them solo or in enough uh, dosage essentially. So for example, every single fat burner has caffeine. Caffeine's great for you and it has fat burning effects because it's a thermogenic that increases your body temperature, uh, but it's not going to do enough to literally shred fat off your body. But it will give you energy which will allow you to perform better and because of the stimulant effect on the central nervous system, you will train a little bit harder and when you train harder, you burn more fat. And that's what studies have proven with caffeine is not that the ingredient itself is this magical uh, thing that shreds body fat, but it is something that increases your performance and performance in general will do so. Another example would be green tea. 
a lot of fat burners have green tea inside that. Now, green tea essentially is what's called ECGC, which is the the component of green tea that allows our body to become thermogenic, and it's the thermogenic ingredient that causes fat loss, metabolic boost, blah, blah, blah. But to get enough ECGC to actually have these thermogenic effects, you need quite a bit, and I haven't seen any fat burner on the market to do so. And in fact, just taking ECGC pills itself still is a low dosage um, that's probably not going to have a huge effect. Now, it's one of those things that's splitting hairs. If you're absolutely shredded um, or extremely lean and you know you want to – you have a photo shoot or whatever it may be and you're trying to get even leaner – you could supplement with ECGC, and I do think it would help. Not to mention, it has a lot of other just health components um, that are associated with green tea that would help you just be healthier and possibly function better on a hormonal level, which could have an indirect effect on fat loss. But again, it's such splitting hairs that it's really uh, purposeless. And everything else inside fat burners is just going to be random ingredients that they throw in there that studies have shown to enhance fat loss. But at the end of the day, 99.9% of fat burners um, are going to not really have a big effect because it's splitting hairs and the ingredients inside may have fat loss effects. The issue is that the dosages inside the fat loss pill, uh, the fat burner pill, just aren't high enough to actually show any real result. Now, if you don't like drinking down coffee or caffeine or whatever before a workout and you solely take the fat burner because it is a legit one that has a good amount of ECGC, which is the the green tea component extract, um, and has enough caffeine to give you some stimulation to increase energy and have better performance, then I think you should take it. There's nothing wrong with that if it's worth your money. Um, I personally prefer caffeine just through black coffee, and it does more than enough to get your training session going. So we're going to keep moving though. The next one is testosterone boosters. This one's going to be simple. Testosterone boosters that are legal inside supplement stores do not have an effect on your testosterone. It's just there's no legal component that can be put inside of a pill that will significantly increase your testosterone. Now, there are ingredients um, and there's plenty of ingredients like we talk about boosting uh, testosterone naturally through um, obviously sleep and lowering stress and things like that, but especially through specific nutrients that you can get in your diet, whether it's herbs and spices and extracts or it's specifically like omega-3 fats and things like that and they can extract those and put those inside of a testosterone booster but the issue here is that in order to get enough of those specific ingredients and extracts and herbs and spices and everything and put enough dosage inside of a pill that someone can take you would be literally spending hundreds of dollars per bottle and they know that consumers are not going to do so so they make it thirty dollars for a month supply they throw a bunch of catchy marketing strategies on on the bottle and sponsor some Instagram famous rip dude to help support it and they convince people to buying these these testosterone boosters but the, at the end of the day the truth is that testosterone boosters do not have enough of each ingredient to actually show a stimulation or an improvement in testosterone it's just not possible the only way to t- to increase your testosterone through supplementation is to do so illegally okay so you need to have some kind of steroid uh, component Next is going to be whey protein. Whey protein isn't always bullshit. Um, It's just that a lot of times it can be. The issue with a lot of whey protein is that a lot of people do not put in the supplement what they can. The supplement industry can be pretty sketchy at times, and that's why I don't recommend a ton of supplements because you really don't know what you're buying. Now, there are some that are okay, and I'll get to that when we go to the good section, but – 
for a lot of them, you need to double check. Go to labdoor.com, research, do a lot of research and make sure that they're actually being tested. The issue with whey protein is that in order to test every bottle um, to make sure that the dosages are correct and like if it says 25 grams of protein that you're actually getting 25 grams and that they're not amino acids spiking, which essentially just means – they are not adding amino acids like BCAs into the mix in order for them to uh, false register the test showing more protein than pos- than it is and being able to alter the supplement facts and the supplement label because sometimes you'll see 25 grams of protein but really it's only 12 grams and they're spiking it with amino acids which do not have the same effect in order to get the uh, level on the supplement label up. Because they can put uh, amino acids. There's a lot of different amino acids, guys. And they can put amino acids that don't have as much of an effect as whey um, in the higher like leucine and things like that to make it an incomplete protein. But it can register on the test that there are, is more protein. That's called uh, protein spiking and you can uh, or amino spiking. You can research amino spiking supplements and I actually recommend this. If you're going to buy whey protein, research if they're tested. Um, if they're on Labdoor, go to Labdoor.com and Research if they've ever been uh, accused of amino spiking. Um, there's a lot of info out here because a lot of uh, a lot of companies were actually being accused and actually being sued and getting in a lot of trouble for amino spiking. So you can find a lot of information on this, but look up if your whey protein has been cu- accused of amino spiking. You really can't just walk into GNC or the muscle shop or the vitamin shop or wherever you get your supplements and just buy any random on-sale product, right? And the same thing goes with like places like Costco and stuff, even Muscle Milk. Muscle Milk is a huge company. They've been in trouble for different things inside of their brand as well. So you can only find certain proteins that are actually good for you. And, and my suggestion is to get your protein from food, whether that's low-fat dairy that because that tolerates well with you or you're getting it from chicken and lean meats or you're getting it from fish. Wherever you're getting it, it's going to be better if it's a, a whole food source because your body will absorb and tolerate it better. When we process foods, we denurture essentially nutrients and and protein especially that's why a lot of people have issues with dairy and issues with gluten and issues with whey protein and issues with processed proteins because when we process protein we alter the nutrients inside of that protein and our body looks at it as like a foreign invader and it can cause immune response issues right that's exactly why only uh like for me dairy like too much dairy is not going to sit well but if i go get local grass fed um and it's legit pasteurized dairy i have no issue and i can consume as much greek yogurt as i want but it's because it's from a different farm it's grass fed it's all these different things through the process that's a lot healthier for you it also doesn't last as long on shelves but that's for the same reason anyway that's another tangent be sure to look into your whey protein because a lot of times they're bullshit. Next on the bullshit list, we got BCAA. So branch chain amino acids. The thing with branch chain amino acids is they just are like they've had too many studies going back and forth. And the issue with a lot of studies on stuff like this is it is if a branch or a supplement company supports and funds the study and they have branch chain amino acids on their shelves. You cannot trust that study because they are biased against BCAs. They want to sell more. So, of course, they're going to make sure that the test proves that they are supporting good data and that they are beneficial. But at the end of the day, there's been a lot of studies that show BCAs are actually kind of bullshit. And there was actually a recent study. Look up Alan Aragon. Uh, he does a research review, and he just came out with a study showing that BCAs can 
kind of be bullshit. So I would say this. BCAs may work from a placebo effect as well. So if you drink BCAs during training and you feel better and you feel like you recover better and you have a little more energy and you like the taste, then I would say drink them because it's obviously making you train harder. And if you believe that, then the placebo effect is real and it, and it can have that effect. And I personally believe that that's worth it. Same thing goes with pre-workouts, which is my next one. If, if pre-workouts, you feel like this urge to train harder and you train harder and that's causing you to build more muscle and burn more fat because you're performing better, then I think you should drink it. But at the end of the day, BCAs just do not have enough backed up science for me to, to not put on the bullshit list. Um, the only case I could possibly think of is if you are really, really lean and you're doing fasted training, you should probably take them just to be just to be sure. But um, even then, it's just there's so much data that shows fasting's okay and that there's not enough data to back up BCAs. Pre-workouts is next because pre-workouts are just filled with a ton of stimulants that over overstimulate essentially your central nervous system and you can just burn out even quicker. Too much stimulants is going to cause adrenal fatigue. It's going to cause extra stress. It's going to cause extra cortisol. It's just going to cause you to bug out, and it's just not worth it. The only pre-workout you should really be taking is caffeine. Now, there are pre-workouts that are legit, but they're going to be pricier. And the ones that are legit are going to be things like simple ones that only contain um, maybe creatine, but really just caffeine, citrulline malate. Beta alanine, which really isn't that beneficial unless you're doing training bouts that that last over a full minute, meaning if you're squatting for 30 plus seconds straight, you could probably benefit from some beta alanine because it's really just an endurance-based supplement. So if you need something to – and that's like – so if you're doing a Tough mutter or a Spartan race, then yeah, beta alanine could be great. Or if you're doing sets of 20-plus rep squats, it might be worth it. But it's just for that one set, it's, it's kind of a waste of money. Um so like things like citrulline malate are good because they're, they'll increase the natural arginine in your body, um, which can create a better pump, better oxygen, better blood flow to the muscles. So if you're looking for a pump, citrulline malate is a good, good supplement to go with. But you don't need to buy a pre-workout that says proprietary blend on it because proprietary blends are essentially just a bunch of stuff and you don't know how much of which one is there. So if they have 18 ingredients in their proprietary blend but only one is beneficial, they could put – a ton, thousands of milligrams, let's say it's a 5,000 milligram proprietary blend and 4,999 milligrams are coming from XYZ ingredients that do nothing for you and one milligram is coming from caffeine, the only one that can do something for you, you're getting nothing out of that and you're paying a lot of money and unfortunately, supplement companies will do that. Now, I might have exaggerated with the thousands of milligrams but the point is, is the proprietary blends cannot be trusted. Another thing to look at, if you see a proprietary blend, the ingredient list goes by weight. So if caffeine's not the first thing on there, then you know that it's not the highest uh, milligram dosage in there. That being said, you could still have barely any caffeine in there and then put a lot of things underneath it that just have a little bit less weight. So I just wouldn't trust anything that says proprietary blend unless you can see the specific milligrams in each and every ingredient within that proprietary blend. Um, again, the supplement's industry is just kind of sketchy. It's just not worth trusting. Um, the only pre-workouts I would recommend are strictly caffeine, citrulline malate if you're looking for a pump, and beta alanine if you're if you're extending sets for a long period of time or you're doing endurance-based training. Uh, next, we got 
every single type of creatine besides creatine monohydrate. So you see creatine alkaline, creatine crealkaline. You see creatine, I don't even know, hardcore creatine, XYZ, this, that, 2.0. Essentially, the only creatine that's really been backed up by studies that does anything specific is going to be creatine monohydrate. And I'll get to that when I get to the good list. The point is, don't trust any creatine that's not a basic, plain monohydrate. And at that point, it should be cheap and it should be easy to find. Meal replacements is next. Meal replacements are bullshit because it's really just a bunch of fillers. You're going to get maltodextrin. You're going to get um, waxy maize. You're going to get like filler supplement stuff that is pointless. And then it's going to stay fortified with nutrients, which do not get absorbed into our body as nearly as well as real food anyway. So if you're you're resorting to meal replacements, a couple things. One, spend some more time and eat some real food. Your body is going to thrive so much better on real food. It's going to absorb the nutrients better. You're going to be healthier. Your hormones are going to function better. Your metabolism is going to improve from that. Your muscles will grow more from that. Your strength will improve from that. Your digestion will be better from that. The calories you're consuming are less likely to go to body fat and more likely to go to muscle and performance and hormones and all these things we need. Meal replacements are just bullshit. It is just not worth it. And if you really can't sit down to eat a meal, I would suggest a couple things. One, try intermittent fasting. You'll eat less meals per day. Two, prep your meals. Go to a meal prep service. Do something to make sure that you have meals handy and you don't have to worry about cooking them on the spot. Three, drink a real protein shake that's verified like I talked about before and then just have some nuts with it. Because then you're getting protein, you're getting your quality fats, and it's an easy meal that you can have there. And four, if you're having six meals a day and you're having all these meal replacements and bullshit, just eat two or three meals a day and just make sure that they're big meals because if you get your calories in, you get your calories in and that's all good. Next on the bullshit list, we got detoxes. Detoxes are really just a way to shred water weight and get rid of water weight and get rid of excess toxins or whatever they say in your body, which toxins is a kind of a false claim to be honest with you. There's no such thing as toxins. A banana is toxin, but that's that's another story. Detoxes are bullshit because it just allows you to lose water weight. You see a quick fix. Um, a lot of them have like colon cleanses and stuff. So you'll essentially wipe your intestines clean. You'll piss out a bunch of water. You'll sweat out a bunch of water. You'll um, Your digestion will go through the roof and you'll get rid of bulk. Now, if you need a colon cleanse because you're extremely backed up, that's a different story. It's not a weight loss solution. That's for digestion. That's for health. That's to clear your colon. It's completely different. But essentially, a lot of detoxes will have that effect or they'll make you sweat or they'll make you only drink liquids like a juice cleanse because they're trying to get rid of water weight. So in seven days, you see a seven-pound weight loss and you get this motive to buy their product again. It's not healthy. You need real food. You need to just become an adult and eat veggies, eat protein, eat real meats, eat, eat real things, and just focus on a plan that's actually going to be sustainable. Detoxes are bullshit. The last one I got on my list is glutamine. Glutamine has a lot of claims to help build muscle, um, and a lot of them have been debunked or just never been backed up by studies. Glutamine is an amino acid, um, and it's not unhealthy for you. It just doesn't do enough to actually show any muscle-gaining proponents. But some people find that actually glutamine has an effect on the gut. So it can be a healthy thing to implement if you need help with your gut health, um, digestion, things like that. But at the end of the day, for muscle growth, performance, strength, fat loss, glutamine is just a waste of money. I wouldn't recommend it. So as you can see, the bullshit kind of knocks out just about everything you've probably thought of. If If you could think of anything I didn't name and you're questioning if it's bullshit or not, 
you can probably expect that it is bullshit, especially if I get through the good list and it's not on there. But if you want to know, hit us up, mindversemuscle at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on the Instagram, mind underscore verse underscore muscle, or you can personally ask me in direct message at cody.boomboom for Instagram. Next, we're going to go to the good list. I'm going to try to run through these quick and give you some info on how you can actually supplement these things and see the benefits from them. Number one is going to be fish oil. More so omega-3 fatty acids because if you're vegan or vegetarian and you need to take algae oil or you want to get your omega-3s from different things like walnuts or flax or whatever it may be, that is okay. But I do recommend everybody take a f- omega-3 uh, supplement, whether that's algae oil, krill oil, or fish oil because um, the American diet is extremely low in omega-3 fatty acids because we do not get enough of them, especially from fatty fish. Um, and we're high in omega-6. And when that balance is out of uh, – or that ratio is out of balance, we're going to have negative effects on our insulin sensitivity, on our fat loss, on our joint health, on our gut health, on our brain function, on so many different things uh, that relate to fat loss and longevity that it's really, really crucial to get fish oil. Here's the thing with fish oil. What I would recommend is go to a place like Super Supplements that keeps their fish oil in a refrigerator because – Fish oil can go rancid when it's sitting on the shelf. So if you have your fish oil in a pantry, it's probably rancid. You can smell it and you can tell that it's, if it stinks like shit, it's not because it's fish oil. It's because it's rancid. Now, the issue here is is you might buy it and put it right in the fridge, but guess what? It's been sitting on the shelf in Rite Aid or whatever you bought it for a long period of time. So what I would recommend is buy it out of a, a straight out of a, um, a refrigerator section in a vitamin shop. If you cannot get one from there, buy it from somewhere that's on the shelf and immediately put it in your fridge. And I'm going to give you a little trick. The key is taking some vitamin E with it. When fish oil goes rancid, the way it's metabolized in the body and the benefits we get from it kind of get neglected because it's rancid and our body rejects it. But vitamin E can actually reverse that rancid effect and metabolization effect and allow you to still absorb all the nutrients with it if you take vitamin E with it. Now, you do not need a whole ton of vitamin E, and I'm not going to give you recommendations on dosages, so I want you to personally look that up according to who you are, your lifestyle, your weight, everything like that because vitamin E isn't needed in a a massive dose. What I would recommend, dig further into this before you start supplementing with a bunch of this stuff. I would recommend, especially with the vitamin E because too much vitamin E isn't great for you but not enough isn't good for you either just like everything else in the world. I would recommend going to Dr. Rhonda Patrick and listening to some of her YouTube or podcasts or her website because she has a lot of good info especially on this. She's a huge proponent of fish oil and she's the one I actually learned this trick from. Now, how much fish oil to take? You're, a lot of people take a fish oil pill a day, and that's just not nearly enough. You you ideally want two to three grams of combined EPA and DHA daily because those are the two things inside of that that really have the hormonal benefit that causes all these positive things that happen in our body. Um, but we need to get that amount. You're probably going to end up taking anywhere between four to eight pills a day. I know that seems like a lot, but it really is enough. Um, it can't harm you, and it's going to benefit you tremendously. I've seen people implement fish oil and immediately start losing more fat and training harder in the gym because their joints feel better, their gut health is better, their insulin sensitivity is better, so they process nutrients better. Protein synthesis goes up, so they're they're absorbing protein and utilizing protein better. Fish oil is like the best supplement in the world to me, and that's why I have it first. The next one is going to be a green supplement. Uh, a green supplement would be like Onnit's uh, Earth Grown Nutrients, Amazing Grass, Athletic Greens, which we are a huge fan of because it's probably the top. They're one of like the founders, the originators of green supplements, and 
It tastes the best, and it's really the highest quality nutrient. We're working on some affiliate stuff with them, so hopefully we'll be able to give you guys a link to use this soon. But uh, a green supplement is essentially a powdered greens that you throw in some water and chug down, and it literally has every nutrient you can think of. Vitamins A through Z, it has freaking zinc, magnesium, calcium, uh, digestive enzymes, probiotics. It has so many different things and nutrients and micronized veggies from broccoli to kale to uh, Israeli wheatgrass, all these weird things that we don't get in our diet that we essentially need for good health. So I definitely recommend a green supplement um, taking every single day. Um, and the next supplement is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what it is and then I'm going to show you how I do my greens drink every day. The next one is apple cider vinegar and it's not really a supplement but it is something that you can supplement into your diet. Even just one to three tablespoons a day, taking like a shot of it in the morning, a shot of it at night or um, if you have really bad digestive issues a few times throughout the day with meals can really help. Uh, essentially, it can help insulin sensitivity. It can help gut health. It can help your skin, your nails. It can help – a lot of different things, but it can definitely help your digestion. That's the main reason I'm putting it in here. It works as it's, it's a fermented food that works as a digestive aid. What I do personally is every single morning for my uh, for my shake in the morning, I put creatine monohydrate in this as well. Uh, but I do a, a scoop of greens. I do a tablespoon or two of apple cider vinegar, and I squeeze about a half a lemon into it. Lemon, uh, lemon zest and lemon juice actually has a pretty profound effect on digestion as well, especially in hot water. So the comp and it helps the the flavor of the um, apple cider vinegar and greens together, which is not a good combo. Just to throw that out there but the lemon actually helps it so that combo is a great way that i start my day every single morning which is like just my greens drink it's a super powerful superfood shake essentially so greens apple cider vinegar and a squeeze a squeeze of a half to a full lemon in there money so i do that every single day the next one i'm going to talk about is probiotics probiotics are something i take every single day as well it's just something that a lot of people don't get enough of. Like I spoke recently in a podcast like way back in the day, our ancestors and Native Americans, cavemen, all these people, they ate the whole entire animal. They ate the bone broth. They ate the bones. They ate the organs. They ate the heart. They ate the liver. They ate the intestines. They ate literally every part including the meat and the fat of an animal when they hunted it. But one of the things that happens is when they eat the entire animal, specifically the intestines and the stomach – they got fermented food inside of those intestines like the grass and the plants that these animals were eating would get fermented inside their gut and they would eat these. This has a huge probiotic effect. It's the same reason why people started eating kimchi and sauerkraut and uh, kefir and all these different things that are naturally – natural probiotics because they're naturally fermented foods. Really, really good for your gut health, your gut microbiome, the the ratio of bacteria that's going on in your gut, your digestion, everything. So I definitely recommend a probiotic because you're probably not getting enough. Now, if you're eating kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, whatever on a regular basis, then that's different. Like you can have that. The issue is is most people go, oh, I'm not going to take a probiotic. I'm going to drink um, kombucha instead. Well, look at the kombucha label and tell me that it doesn't have an extra 25 to 50 grams of sugar for flavor in there as well. So not only are you getting a little bit of fermented food, which is going to have a probiotic effect, which is good for you, you're also going to get a ton of condensed sugar, which is very bad for you. So you have to be extremely peculiar about which kombucha you drink because there are some good homemade local kombucha brands that, that work really well. But you have to be pretty cautious about which one you get because they're not all great. 
Um, but I would suggest taking a probiotic. I take now, uh, it's called now probiotic, uh, now sports, now whatever, because they have a USP label. So if you look at a brand and it has a USP, um, label stamp on it, then it is United States pharmacy, which means it's actually been legitimately tested, um, which will help a lot. The next one I'm going to talk about is protein powder. So we have this on the bullshit list, but I also have it on the good list um, just because protein powders can come in handy when you can't meet your protein goals. As we know, we should probably be get, getting about a gram per pound of body weight. Unless you have a good amount of body weight to lose, you can drop that down to 0.7 to 0.8 grams per pound. Um, and that's if you're training hard. If you're not training at all, you don't need that much. But in order to actually hit that amount, you sometimes need protein powders. And I know for me personally, I love super shakes. It's just a good way to get my like sweet craving. Um, so I do like frozen berries. I throw avocado in there. But whatever I put in there, I also add protein powder in there because I need some protein source in there. Now, the ones I'm going to list off are really good uh, brands. Optimum Nutrition. Optimum Nutrition has been around for so long. They're such a massive company that not only can they afford to do legit studying on their uh, their whey protein to make sure it's legit, but they can't afford to be giving people bullshit because they're a multi-million dollar company. So you can definitely trust Optimum Nutrition. Diamantize is another brand I like. I personally like Diamantize ISO 100 because it's an isolate, which means it's purely whey protein. There's not a bunch of fillers. There's not a bunch of fats and carbs in it. So it's a lower calorie and it's pure protein and it tastes really good. But add to that, they are a more natural brand and they have been tested for being legit and not being amino spiked. So I've looked into that so you can trust them as well. Legion is another one. Um, Legion is a really good brand. It's a little bit more expensive, but again, they actually have legit uh, studies to back up what they're doing. They're testing their products, which is really good. On it is another one that's a really expensive, but they actually use grass-fed whey, which is really big. So it's specifically from grass-fed uh, cows in New Zealand, which is known to be like one of the best sources of milk for their whey. So that's a really good brand as well. You're going to pay for what you get on that. Uh, for for vegan brands, I actually like Legion. Again, they have a good vegan one. Vega Sport is a good one, and now uh, now I think it's called Now Sports. Same thing as what I said for the probiotics. They all have good vegan ones. Whether you want pea protein, whether you want a vegan blend which has brown rice, soy, pea, all that stuff. Uh, but they all have good brands. So protein powders can come in handy if you need to down a shake, drink a super shake, whatever it is to hit your protein goal. It shouldn't be relied on, but it can be a supplement that can help you reach your goals. And I do recommend those brands. The next one is caffeine. Caffeine is basic. You need 200 to 500 milligrams at most. Most people, that's really, really high. So I don't recommend just going right up to 500 milligrams. But caffeine is, is a, it's a backed up supplement that works to give you energy to stimulate your central nervous system and actually allow you to train hard. And if we train hard, we're going to get results, period. So I do recommend caffeine. I personally... I just drink uh, a cup of black coffee. I've been putting four Sigmatic in, in a lot of mine, which is like a mushroom blend um, that essentially helps you because it has nootropics in it, I believe, to help you focus more. So I drink that in the morning and then I drink another cup right before I train. And that, that's all I do and it's plenty of guys. If you, don't have new, if you literally do not have any energy when you go to the gym and you're struggling to even get fired up, you need to look at your nutrition and your water hydration before anything else. Those are going to be the two biggest bang for your buck things that are actually going to help you train harder next we got creatine monohydrate so i talked about creatine before as all other ones are bullshit but creatine monohydrate has been studied 
countless times and it's never failed a study. It proves over and over again that it helps brain function. It helps hydrate the muscle. It helps recover faster, which all these things are going to help you train harder. It's going to help you recover better and build more muscle, period. It shouldn't make you bloated. We get that a lot. If you're getting bloated from taking creatine, it's probably the brand. And my guess is that it's spiking the the supplement with sodium and the sodium inside of it is causing you to be bloated. Creatine, uh, to get away with creating more for a cheaper amount, supplements can – they can spike it with – salt or sodium or maltodextrin or whatever they need to make more bulk but less creatine in in each bottle. So you got to look at the brand you're taking. I recommend Optimum Nutrition or bulk supplements. But if you find anything that has the label and it says – and it should be copyrighted – uh, Crea Pure, that means it's actually legit and it's tested and it's from a factory in Germany actually, which is where the original factory is. That is legit and I know for a fact that uh, Optimum Nutrition has that. The list can go on with good ones, guys. We can talk about curcumin. We can talk about vitamin D, vitamin C, all these things that can help, fiber supplements that can help. But for the most part, I wanted to cover performance-based supplements, the ones that you're probably asking about, which I do believe I did. If you have any other questions on supplements, please hit us up. You can go to mind underscore verse underscore muscle, or you can hit me up personally, Cody.BoomBoom. Once again... It's your boy, Coach Cody. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and I will catch you next time. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.